Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Merini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. Greece's parliament voted on Tuesday to ban the extreme-right Greeks National Party from running in the upcoming elections, aiming to block its members that are linked to the neo-Nazi Golden Dawn criminal organization from entering parliament. The decision comes ahead of what could be a tight race between the ruling New Democracy and opposition Syriza parties. Nektaria Stamouli, Politico's Athens-based Eastern Mediterranean correspondent, joins me to look at why Greece's parliament has taken this step and break down its broader implications for the upcoming elections. Nektaria, always great to have you back on The Greek Current. Great to be back. Nektaria, it was only a few months ago that Greece's parliament took steps to ban the extreme right Greeks National Party essentially remnants of Golden Dawn, from participating in the elections. Why is this story back in the spotlight? Well, it's mainly because Elias Kassidiaris, the imprisoned former MP, found a way to bypass this legislation. Indeed, the Greek government had passed a legislation in February banning the Greeks' national party, Elias Kassidiaris' party, on the grounds that its leader was convicted of serious offenses and that the party wouldn't serve the free functioning of a democratic constitution. But the party last week appointed a new leader, a retired prosecutor, Anastasios Kanelopoulos, in an effort to sidestep the election ban. So the government had to act again and pass this new amendment on Tuesday, which expands basically the scope of the ban and also it requests that the Supreme Court holds a full plenary session to consider this ban because the final decision will be taken by the Supreme Court. Just a reminder that Elias Kassidiaris is serving more than 13 years in prison over his leading role in the neo-Nazi Golden Dawn Party, which was declared a criminal organization in 2020 for charges including murder, racist violence and money laundering. Kassidiaris still managed to gain significant support from messages posted on YouTube, on his YouTube channel, while in jail. And it still remains unclear how he posts on Twitter. He even posted when the vote was taking place in Parliament and on YouTube, despite the fact that he's in prison, we had a mobile phone, and despite the fact that officials have repeatedly said that they will try to control him. Nektaria, is there a real concern that Golden Dawn and its remits could make some kind of comeback at the same level as when they were previously in Parliament? I would say there is. Of course there is. It might not be in the exact same form. It might be in a new disguised form. But the comeback cannot be ruled out. We shouldn't forget that at the height of the financial crisis, Golden Dawn wasn't just a party in Parliament. It was the third most popular party in the Greek Parliament. And Kassidiari's party manages to get around 4% in recent polls, in all recent polls. And some even scores even higher, close to 5%. And we should also count in the factor that some voters might be, you know, might feel ashamed to say openly that they will vote for this party. And we shouldn't forget that there are also some other far-right parties that express racist views that manage to get some support. They appear in polls, even though they don't make uh, the 3% threshold to get in parliament. But, you know, if you count all those votes together... It is quite a significant percentage. You go back to the 10%, I would say, that Golden Dawn had in Parliament. And I would say that it is also very worrying the fact that the person that was serving as a prosecutor at the Supreme Court was the one that appeared out of the blue, willing to take over Kassidiari's party. Nektaria, how do you see all of this impacting 
the upcoming elections, particularly when we consider the potential role that smaller parties could play in the final outcome? Well, the exclusion of the party comes ahead of what's said to be a tight election in May between the ruling New Democracy Party and the left-wing opposition Syriza Party. As I said before, polls predict that Kassidiaris Party, the Greeks' national party, would get around 4% of the vote. And it is unclear where these votes would be directed, which parties would they benefit. It is also important, even if we take out where this support will go, this 4% support, the number of the parties that make it into the parliament after the election will also be very crucial because it will determine how much support from others the first party would need to form a majority. Bringing us back to the ban, some have criticized the timing of it. While others have raised questions about the legislation itself, what are the key concerns here, whether from the opposition or from other experts? Well, one concern is that the legislation is done in a quite sloppy way, in an urgent way. It was voted on Tuesday, the very last day, before the parliament was dissolved for the Easter break and then for elections. The government is accused for acting too late. They had at least two years, three years since Golden Dawn was convicted to do a proper consultation with the other parties and bring the legislation. The Greek judiciary also had a long time to rule on Golden Dawn's appeal of the conviction. Because, you know, if there was a decision, an irrevocable decision, Cassidiaris wouldn't be allowed to take part in the elections anyways, and no legislation would be needed. Opposition parties and some other constitutional experts also raise concerns about the efficacy of the legislation, and there have been accusations that the government is trying to meddle in the judiciary. For example, we had Christos Janerikos, who resigned as vice president of the Supreme Court this week, arguing that the government was intervening by trying to dictate the format of the judges that will take the final decision. Yesterday, he made a new statement saying that the government was promising him a high-profile post if he took the, the decision that they wanted. The government denies all this and also accuses the opposition of trying to benefit from the dissatisfied voters of Kassidiaris. They are saying that basically opposition, main opposition in a Syriza party, which abstained from voting, is sacrificing the main focus that all parties should have, that they should be united and send a clear message that people like Kassidiaris cannot become political leaders or members of political parties. The outcome is that all this creates a very toxic climate ahead of the elections, and, you know, they make people even more disappointed with the country's institutions. This move happened right before Parliament was dissolved, as you mentioned. What should we expect over the next month? Will this mean campaigning will officially intensify? Well, campaigning is intense for months, but yes, this means that we are entering the official pre-election period. Most likely next Saturday, April 22nd, the Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis will meet President Katerina Sakelaropoulou to officially declare elections. Then we will have some changes in the cabinet. The interior minister will be replaced as usual before elections. The Supreme Court hearing, which will make the final ruling on Kassidiaris party, will convene on May 5th. And then we have national elections that will take place on May 21st, although we know that a second round will likely be needed before a government is formed. Mitsotakis already said that if there is a deadlock after the first elections, the second one will take place by early July, most likely on July 2nd. 
So I would say that we should enjoy this break and brace ourselves for a long, hot election summer. Nectaria, thanks for joining us again and have a great Easter break. Thank you very much. Enjoy this break. In other news, the United States on Wednesday imposed sanctions on at least four Turkey-based entities it said violated U.S. export controls and helped Russia's war effort in the biggest U.S. enforcement action in Turkey since the invasion of Ukraine last year. The designations, which included an electronics company and a technology trader alleged to have helped transfer dual-use goods, were part of a global sanctions package on more than 120 entities announced by the U.S. Treasury. A U.S. official told Reuters the sanctions package target entities and people in Turkey's maritime and trade sectors that were primarily Russia-owned or Russia-linked. Turkey's foreign ministry did not immediately respond to a query about the sanctions. Finally, Cyprus's energy minister, George Papanastasiou, stated on Thursday that, during his discussions with consortiums operating in the Cypriot EEZ, he suggested the option of importing natural gas quantities from the EEZ for power generation, in combination with LNG exports via a small LNG plant. Minister Papanastasiou said, the aim is cheaper energy in Cyprus to assist households, the industry, and the economy. And because that is not enough to justify the necessary infrastructure, we are trying to create an incentive via the LNG modular plant. He was speaking after a senior executive for ENI recently revealed options for monetizing the natural gas discovered in Cyprus's offshore Block 6. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in.